Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Hey, everybody, we have a great show for you tonight. Hope you are surviving Hurricane Ida. Be safe. Don't do anything dumb. We got some distraction for you tonight if, you wanna, if you're able to listen to us. On tonight's show, we're going to talk Jameis. He's the starting quarterback of your 2021 Saints. We're going to talk Taysom's future. Uh, does he have a future with the Saints or is he mad? Which Saints players were helped or hurt by the third preseason game not being able to be played? Andrew's going to tell us about that. And we're going to talk best hurricane snacks. Serious, serious stuff tonight. Uh, Thomas, hit the intro. G'day, it's Stevic from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know fuck all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throw on a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but american football's your thing you know what to do saints happy hour podcast stick it in your ear hole all right everybody welcome to another edition of saints happy hour podcast listen everybody hurricane ida it's terrible it's awful stay safe don't do anything dumb. Uh, hunker down in your house. Drink your beer. Hopefully you have power. If you have power or you have backup and you decided to join us to give you a little distraction from the horribleness that is befallen Louisiana again, uh, thanks for joining us. Or if you listen later, thanks for listening to us. Give you a little distraction. It's going to be a hard time for Louisiana as they bounce back. We always bounce back in Louisiana. We That's what we do. Uh, we're on Twitch, as always. Pound that donate button if you're watching live. If you aren't, follow us on Twitch. Remember to subscribe to you, Saints Happy Hour, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, become an annual patron. Patron at Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour Podcast to get the best Saints podcast every day. And get a month for free if you sign up now. Uh, so Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I just, uh, you know, we, we talked about, 
maybe not doing a show just out of the sensitivity. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't offend anyone that we're live and doing we this. We did a show um, during Harvey. I did a, I did yeah. a show during Harvey when I had water coming up closer and closer to my house. I just I wasn't losing power. So we, with this yeah. show, the mediocre audio we rolls on. Nothing stops. Just, just so you guys know, like it, it affects us personally. You know, Dave, is uh, he can't be here tonight. He evacuated to, to, Houston. to Houston and he's in a hotel room and – uh, Ralph and I both have parents that are that stayed and have homes um, that are being affected currently, and a lot of families. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll dwell on it or talk about it too much uh, today because I know you guys. We made the decision to do this show to kind of give you guys a distraction, so we'll do that. But uh, definitely want to just communicate to you guys that anyone who's being affected by this, that we're thinking about you, and uh, hope that we can just see each other to the other side of this thing and um, start to kind of build back the pieces. Yeah. I, I want to say, start, start with this, Andrew. What, I know you, you've been living in Virginia for a while, but a lot of people in the chat are NOLA people and have been through hurricanes. Maybe some people are listening to us live as the hurricane is happening. What is your go-to hurricane stress food mine is no longer available i used to be big on the hurricane is coming i'm gonna get six to ten hubix pies all different flavor Mm. i'm gonna put a gallon of milk in the ice chest buried in the ice and i'm just gonna mash and crush hubix pies and drink milk as the world goes gets drowned or whatever that was my go-to hurricane stress eating food uh people in the chat if you have a hurricane stress eating food let us know andrew did, when, did you ever have to go through uh or like even like would, weather well, ba- bad weather stress I, eating foods well you can't really like microwave anything right if you lose power and all that stuff so yeah. i mean certainly you know a hurricane party where you're drinking either a hurricane <laughs> yeah. or or just any kind of beer you know is always a go to you got to have cold beer during a hurricane but uh i don't know I, my kids always eat those like uh those uh energy bars uh i don't know there's chocolate chip and there's brownie uh oh, I, yeah. I forget z bars the z bars oh, so yeah, i usually just crush like five of those they're delicious yeah that's healthier that's healthier i'm sure it's great Hubix, for me hubix pie probably healthier than hubix pie yeah yeah i that's my that's my go-to hurricane snack food but uh saints news as we get to that andrew the saints announced they, they did a news dump on fr- they did it on friday morning they announced Jameis winston was the starting quarterback we did a breaking news yeah. podcast on it uh but i want to talk about it a little further on this podcast um your thoughts on it look i, I think he, Jameis really stretched himself out. He he separated himself from Ta- from Taysom, um, and the Saints they're gonna look a lot different than what we expected. But this is kind of like this is what we expected. Like once Jameis signed that deal and didn't go to the Bears in free agency, which it looked for like a like a like a hot minute, like he might bolt and him and the Saints were sort of locking heads and and being difficult. As soon as he signed that deal to stay with the Saints, like. I felt like it's it's gonna be Jameis, like, and this that's why this didn't really shock me as much as maybe some of the national media thought. Well, it was really on the heels of that game. It was a wrap, you know. I, I think in the press conference, Sean Payton could have announced it right then and there. <laughs> we all knew it was coming. So, uh, yeah, he, he clearly outperformed Taysom. Yeah. And, you know, the reports that we were getting from camp were that 
Taysom was kind of slightly ahead, but he'd have like two really good James days. James Fathead. And he'd have off day. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know that we had concluded for sure, but it seemed like Jameis had a lead. Uh, and then obviously he starts with the, you know, with the first string offense and absolutely tore it up in that quarter that he was in. And right on the heels of that, Taysom comes in and really kind of continues to show what I think is processing struggles, uh, you know, trouble pulling the trigger, especially. Yeah. Uh, and then when you go back and you watch the tape and, and you see there, there's just examples of like, why wasn't the ball out here? Like the guy's open and he's just not pulling the trigger. And so it's again, do you it's think a Taysom process. didn't really get, he didn't, do you think he didn't really take a step? Because last year when he started four games, I remember you saying, you're like, Ralph, he's take, I feel like he took a giant step and he's a lot better. And we were like, he still needs to be processing to be a, 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 a consistent starting quarterback and maybe be better than, than average. But do you feel like he sort of stagnated and he wasn't any better than what you saw last year? Well, I've only seen two preseason games that were a quarter each. And I guess he started a little bit of the third quarter, but you know what I mean. He, he basically played two yeah. point four quarters mm-hmm. and so i think it's difficult to really evaluate him to say like based based on what he did in those games without really any starters in either of them right like it's it's really hard to say make an evaluation but so i can only judge it based on that but i feel like he took a step back actually i feel like the things that made Taysom interesting and exciting uh he was so focused on i guess maybe he knew that he could do that and he wanted to show another side of himself right he wanted to show that he could throw the ball downfield that he could process that he could step up in the pocket so those are the things he worked on and i think he was in his head so much trying to prove those things that he really lost his escapability element he didn't really showcase his legs and that was what made him most exciting i think when he was yeah. quarterback and he I just felt like he was slow to eject the pocket. And by the time he was like, okay, maybe I should run. It was already too late and he was getting tackled. So I actually thought he looked worse than he did last season in the, in the little time that I saw him. Yeah. You know, I was listening to uh, the Randy Mueller, uh, Mike Sando athletic uh, football podcast. And Randy Mueller made an interesting point about Jameis. He said, look, Jameis is a – NFL quality quarterback that can make all the throws. And people think, oh, well, what's that have to do with anything? But he's like, he can make throws that Taysom just cannot make. He can make checks at the line. He can get in and out of offense. He's played for, you know, he's he played for five years, that yeah. sort of thing. And he he's said, not Drew, but it just feels tighter. It, you know, yeah. it's not and Drew Brees type, but it's just like he's running the offense at a different level. And, you know, the, the, the point that Randy Mueller made was he's like, if they start Taysom, they can do all this weird, crazy stuff. But he's like, eventually you run out of that bag and you and then yep. you have Taysom. Then what do you have? Where he's like, if they have Winston, they can run everything that they ran again with Drew or different things. Now they might not have the wide. He he was concerned about wide receivers and other things, but he's like, it's just, it's going to be Jason Jameis. And of course they recorded that podcast before the saints announced the starter. Um, 
You know, the other thing, Andrew, that I want to talk about is before we get to Taysom and we get to roster issues, I listened to a Bill Barnwell podcast yesterday while I had to drive and, and pick up some stuff for my wife, and it was from August 11th. And him and Bill Barnwell, and I forget who we had on, they were talking about – My wife. <laughs> they were talking about it. It was from August 11th. And they were talking about the Saints, like the Saints were going to be an utter disaster. Their receivers were a disaster. They were thin at corner. We had all these questions. And it just got me to thinking that I feel so much – because if I don't listen – you listened to that podcast on August 11th, I'd have agreed with what everything they, everything they said. Mm-hmm. But as they were talking about it, I was like, Bill Barnwell, you're wrong, motherfucker. We got Callaway. We got Deontay Harris. We got Bond at li- – he's talking about how the linebackers show up. I'm like, we got Bond at linebacker? I'm like, I'm like, we got all these answers. So it got me to thinking, like, I feel so much better about the Saints from when we started at the be- end of July to now. I really feel better about where they are. <laughs> Well, I, all I can tell you is the so no preseason game. The third game, I was I immediately start thinking like, what's uh, is that a big competitive disadvantage? But the thing I love about it is no one gets injured. That's right, right. And and, 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 and no J.K. One, no Dobbins got up. injured for the Ravens. He got carted off. So in the third preseason game, that's yeah. Right. So that's that's you know that's that's maybe a starter or a huge contributor that you didn't lose because you didn't play. So. I personally selfishly like it now. I think it's sad for guys that are on the bubble. Like if Latavius Murray gets cut or Shy Tuttle gets Love cut Davis. and they didn't get that chance to showcase their stuff in their last game or even some of these veterans like Devontae Freeman, you know, or J.R. Sweezy, some of these veterans are just like, I didn't even get a chance to, you know, kind of do my thing at the end there. So look, obviously well, there's a lot of, there, there's things going on bigger than football, but I think a lot of times when you're trying to make decisions about the roster, you really use that last preseason game as like, well, there's probably three guys on the bubble and they're going to make it or break it based on how they play in that game. Now well, you don't we'll have get, that luxury. We'll get to we'll get to who who it hurt and who it helped the most in a second. The, before we get to that though, I want to talk about Taysom, and the reason I do is, uh, Jameis one of one sort of found the Taysom one-of-one guy on Twitter, and it was Brandy Papanga or somebody. He's a guy – he played at BYU, and apparently he's really close to Taysom's camp. And he was ranting and raving about how the Saints <laughs> Taysom dirty. And he was like – and he had all these things of like – he listed like five teams that Taysom should demand a trade to. Now, some of his stuff was – just ridiculous. He's like the Ram. He's like the Rams because Brady, Brady Papinga. Yeah, like Matthew Stafford because he gets hurt all the time, and the Rams aren't that good. You know, Matthew Stafford's never been that good, and other other teams that were just it was just ridiculous of the the trades that he mentioned. But it did make me think, Andrew, that this guy isn't a nobody. He played at BYU, and if you take him and if he's close to Taysom and he's leaking this if Taysom is upset how does that affect the 2021 Saints because we talked about it we talked about it Friday like the Saints they they need Jay they need Jameis to play well at quarterback obviously but they also need um, I I want to say Jason tonight so bad it's it's incredible Andrew Jason uh, <laughs> But the Saints, they need Taysom. They need him to be back on board to be a Swiss Army knife. Like, they 100% need his back oh, yeah. from him to be successful. 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I Jason, Jason uh, says that he's still convinced that Jameis one of one is Jason Licht. Um, yeah, this Brady Papinga trade stuff. I, I just, it's like the Saints are paying him twelve million bucks, and yeah. I don't know. I, I just think for what he's getting paid, like, I think we see pretty clearly that he we're, we're, is he going to go anywhere else and make more. You no. know what I'm saying? No. His, I mean, who's going to – His NFL career is directly tied to Sean Payton being head coach of the Saints. If, if yeah. Sean Payton wasn't head coach of the Saints, Taysom would be selling insurance in Utah. Like, that is a fact. Yeah, well, except that at this point, I think you've got other coaches, be it Shanahan or who, who are like, yeah, I, I, could, I could do that with Taysom. I could make him even better. You know, I think there's ego with Maybe. some of those guys where – Maybe, yeah. But it, but but Sean Payton showed it possible. Without Sean Payton, I don't think it would even be possible. And Taysom's thirty-one. Yeah. Like he's, it would be one thing if he was like twenty-four. And your boy from the BYU Papanga or Topanga or whatever his name from Boy Meets World, <laughs> if he was ranting and raving about uh, Taysom needing a shot. Like Taysom's thirty-one. Like no team is gonna be like let's invest and start the 20 the 31 year old quarterback it's not happening right right but do you think do you think Taysom will be a good soldier and 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 go back to to doing Taysom stuff on on being being awesome on third down and I just don't think he has a choice like what (laughs) like what I I guess he could say nah I really I I just want to be a backup quarterback I don't want to do any of that stuff and then he just doesn't see the field I mean, what what kind of excitement is that for him, for the fans, for like the team, all of it? I I just to me, it's like Taysom at the end of the day is a football player, you know? Yeah. And he's a he is a competitor. I, I do I do think that, and I I just think for him to just sit there and be like, yeah, I don't want to do it, coach. Like I just I just want to be a quarterback. Like I just want to be the backup. Like that would be the lamest thing ever. The fans would turn on him. <laughs> Other funny. teams would be like, why would I want to? give this guy my starting job if, if he acted like that in New Orleans. Like, I, I just think it would nuke yeah. all goodwill that he has. I know it'd be difficult because he's got to transform his body. But, Andrew, he was a low-key for, – for all the things that, that the analytics nerds got mad at him for and we got excited about, Taysom is a low-key, sneaky terror on special, Hall of Famer. Special teams. Like Hall, oh, yeah. Thomas is jumping Hall of Famer. Like he the punt protector, he changes freaking everything about how teams have to defend the Saints when they punt. He's a great gunner. He blocked the punt against Tampa. Like he is a special teams dynamo. And I, I mean I, he's, he's also a, returned kickoffs. He's had a big kickoff return before. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So like I mean, to me, he he maybe because he was so close to he felt like to being a starting quarterback, like going back to special teams would feel like this demotion and embarrassment, or whatever. But he could he low key kills it on special teams. So like I, I wish he would go back because he, like like it changed it changed everything when he was pump protector. You could see it, Andrew. Whenever the Saints were like past their own forty yard line, and it was like fourth and less than five, teams were 
terrified. And what was it, 2018, they were playing the Giants, and they faked the punt. I think the Giants were winning like 10-3 to or 10 to nothing, and they faked the punt with Taysom. He got the first down, turned the whole game around. Yeah. No, it's totally true. And I, Taysom Hill also has like a we, – we've seen this over the years. It has like a effect on the sideline almost. He it does. He's in the game. He makes these plays – and there's this jolt that that and remember it was I think it was the Tampa game where he blocked a punt a couple years ago. That's right. The Saints were down by several scores. He blocks the punt and then it flipped the game completely on its head. And Saints got fired up and they played great from there on out and won the game. So I, I think Taysom also has this like big playability that is like almost a momentum shift. Uh, and that that's a powerful well, the, thing. Well, the Dallas game in 2018. Or 2019, when when Teddy started, he trucked some dude from Dallas, and you can see the Saints sideline like the defenders on the team like high fiving each other. He he gives an energy. Maybe you know you, you talked about how the team has sort of rallied to Jameis, and you know the, 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 they're sort of behind him. But I think Taysom definitely gives the Saints a jolt. And like you say, it's like Joshua says in the chat, in the words of the Rock. Know your role and shut your mouth. You're making twelve million. Go out there and do what we tell you to do. Um, yeah. But 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 it'll be interesting. And they but the thing is, they need him not just to do it. They need him to buy in, and they need him to, to have the same enthusiasm from 2018 to 2020. Because the Saints, their roster is still fragile. well. There's no there's no shame in it, Ralph. Like he no. lost he lost the job. You know, look he he he's not better than Jameis at quarterback he's just not I think we all see that clearly yeah. and I don't know if Taysom sees that clearly like I, I could see him saying you know I didn't get a chance with the starters in the preseason games and the deck was stacked against me I mean I, I could see him maybe seeing things a little differently but ultimately I think he got a fair shake he got a, a, a even opportunity at, at winning this and he got outperformed both in practices and in the game. So, like, okay, where do you stand from here now? Like, you could just, I guess he could demand a trade, but what what team in the NFL is going to make Taysom Hill their starter right now? None. Would, no it, would a single one? No team. No team would trade for him and say, okay, you're now the starter over the guy that we were committed to. No one would do that. I mean right? – Hundred percent. I mean, the only the only starter in the NFL that I can think of that I would say that Taysom is maybe equal to or better than would be Andy Dalton for the Bears, just because Andy Dalton. I just don't. I washed. don't think the Bears are trading for. That's Taysom. what. But but uh, yeah, hundred percent. But the bear the Bears aren't doing that. But that's my, my point right. is when you when so, you but, think of the league, there's nobody that Taysom's better than. There's a starting quarterback. Right. So if that if we know that's true, then. Taysom's got a decision to make, and why not? Why wouldn't he want to score touchdowns? And he's way too fun of a player to not do that. He's, I mean, he's he's an asset to the league and the Saints when he's doing his weird he, shit. He, you know, because <laughs> Sean Payton is signed through twenty twenty five, I believe. And if Taysom gets good health, like the Saints have a dead cap hit of like eight and a half million dollars on him in 2022. They'll gladly redo the funny money, $140 million deal. They'll glad. I think if Taysom embraced his role again, Andrew, and was great at it, the Saints would gladly pay him three years, $20 million and be like, well, Taysom. yeah, it's interesting. Well, I would, you know, I was thinking they would pay him like deluxe backup money. Cause he actually plays. So, you know, let's just, let's just say like the Saints continue to, because 
deluxe backup money is like eight million, and it's probably going up because the cap goes up, right? So let's just yeah. say we hit a landing place where it's ten million a year is like what a premium backup makes, okay? And let's just say the Saints value him at twelve million a year because he actually plays and does stuff, which is what they're paying him roughly this year. That's right. If they were to offer him a three-year, thirty-six million dollar deal, I would be fascinated to know this offseason if he goes into free agency. What NFL team could possibly offer him more than that? None, zero. I mean, zero. I'll, I'll say zero because you know what? Yeah. No. So no like, team is going to, in my opinion, no team is going to. They'll want him to do the other Taysom stuff, but no team is going to trust him enough to be their backup quarterback because they'll have to rework everything to make him functional at backup quarterback. I think no team would offer him that. You know? So and if that's true, wouldn't he be better just like, hey, you're not going to play quarterback unless like you'll throw a pass here and there, but you're not going to play quarterback unless our starter gets injured, and you're going to keep being punt protector and playing tight end and doing all this weird stuff for us, and you're that's that's now your career. Yeah, and I will I will say this last thing on the Saints quarterback battle, Andrew. A hundred percent. Sean Payton made the right call last year when he started Taysom four weeks and said, I did it because I promised Taysom. Because seeing Jameis in preseason, I am convinced I'm not convinced that people said that he would have would have took Drew's job. That that's complete nonsense. Like Drew was gonna be the starter when he was healthy because Sean would never have done that to Drew. But I am a hundred percent convinced if Jameis had played the four weeks instead of Taysom, Jameis would be the starting quarterback for the uh, for someone else. He'd be starting quarterback yeah. for Washington or the Bay Indianapolis or Indianapolis. Yeah. Like somebody would have been like, "Oh, he's back. We'll we're pay pa- we're paying you. For, we're giving you four years, a hundred million, Jameis, gladly." Like, and the Saints yeah. by not playing him get an extra year. Kept him. Yeah. yeah. So back to what you had talked about previously, Andrew, with uh, the Saint, the, the, the roster, the difficult decisions with they couldn't play the third preseason game. And I wanted you to talk about because you break down the film. By, by the way, everybody, become a patron. Andrew does write-ups during the year. He, he grades every player, every position, uh, every snap. Uh, for Saints games uh, every week during the year. It's something you should get. You $10 patrons, you'll get it. Uh, you should sign up to get that. But, Andrew, my I wanted you to talk about who got helped, maybe, by no third preseason game and who got hurt by no third preseason game because it, mat- it matters in the sense of pe- you know people will say, oh, last year they didn't have uh, preseason games and, the- and they did the roster just fine. I get that. But we, we did a... a- you know, the Saints were, until Thursday, they were expecting to do a preseason game. So they were, that was baked into their evaluation process that they expected. They expected to get a third preseason game Saturday night and be able to evaluate yep. players. How did it change everything? And who do you think it hurt and helped the most? Well, you know, I, w- I go, I would say it probably hurts. I, I think the Saints know a lot about what, what they want. And so I would say in terms of who it hurts, I don't know, but 
maybe Latavius Murray. You know, Latavius Murray, I think if he if he could have gone in there, gotten a bunch of carries and tore it up and just reminded the Saints that, hey, I'm going up against UDFAs and all that, but like I'm tearing it up and you know, I, I just ran a forty yard touchdown run. I think this that would remind the Saints that like, oh yeah, Latavius Murray still got it. We should keep him. Right. And I remember yeah. remember Cam Meredith in that final preseason game, there was like chatter that the Saints might cut him. And he played. He played a lot, and he had a huge game. And they, it was kind of a reminder. Cam Meredith ended up not really doing anything for the Saints, but it was a reminder that, like, yes, this is a pro NFL receiver who's done it in the past, and clearly he belongs on this team. You know, to me, the guy I keep going back to is Chris Hogan, actually, because you remember Lil Jordan and Ty Montgomery, right. I think, took a step forward in that game. And I know that they're really battling Chris Hogan for a, a roster spot. The Saints really like Chris Hogan, but he didn't play in that game because he was banged up. And so I feel like between Hogan, Montgomery, and Humphrey, they're probably only keeping two and to, to for that first week. And I would say that Hogan not getting a chance to play, I mean, he's maybe on the odd side out between those three of making the team. So to me, like he's the one guy that stands out the most. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do roster wise. Because remember, if you make the fifty three man roster or fifty five man roster the first week, and you're and you're and you are on the roster for week one, your entire twenty twenty one salary is guaranteed. Whereas if they cut yep. you and then re, you know and you're not active week one, you're not on the roster week one, and then they re-sign you that following Tuesday, you only get like thirty five percent of your salary uh, paid for. You know, they had some. They have some rumors out there on Twitter that Latavius Murray, Dave's boyfriend, got cut. It's from a total unreputable source. So we'll see. I, I'm not. I'm not. The Saints aren't doing anything. I, I said this to Thomas in the in, in the production meeting Saturday. Famous last words. I said the Saints aren't doing crap while they're in Dallas. We aren't getting extensions. We aren't getting news. We aren't getting nothing. But Andrew. They did make one move. They signed a guy. They signed uh, SpongeBob SquarePants from the defensive tackle from the Chargers, Damian Square. Uh, I never heard of this dude, but he's been in the league a long time. Your thoughts on him uh, at defensive tackle, and does 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 that move? You think does it mean anything? Or are they still going to be churning, looking for defensive tackles? Uh, come. Uh, next week I think there's a chance he makes a team I think he's just uh, a guy that they can evaluate for a week while they go to final cutdowns and just figure out if he's a guy they want to look at and maybe keep keep on the team so you know look he's available at this point I don't think he's changing anything here you know but he's another defensive tackle in the mix so yeah. you know that that's that's really it um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know I, I think it's both tough for him to make the team just because of how far behind he is with everything, but they may see something they like. I know he's a decent run defender. That's probably what he does best, and I think right now that's what the Saints are looking for. It's just a guy yeah. that can hold his own and, and eat some space. For people that aren't that are listening to this podcast later, Thomas is playing the montage of the six turnovers against Baltimore. If you're and you're on the live stream, you're seeing it, and I'm just seeing this Tony Jones thing. I'm going to give you a fantasy tip. If you are in a league where you, you're not with a lot of Saints people and you're in different states and, and maybe you're, they're not as diehard Saints fans as we are, 
and you can get Tony Jones late. I think he's going to be – I think the Saints really like him, Andrew, and I think he's going to get a ton of carries, and I think he's going to supplant Latavius Murray. He just looks – he looks really good, and I know the Saints offensive line can make a lot of people look good. Zach Streif uh, tipped us on that guy. Remember that last year? He right. told us he's like – he's like, Tony Jones is awesome. He's like – he's like, no one's really heard of him. No one really knows. But he's like, I'm telling you guys, I see him at practice. Like, he's going to be a good player. He he told yeah. us about that. Yeah, he did, and he's going to be. He's going to be. Uh, I think he's a guy. I think he's got Mike Bell esque kind of qualities, where like he could have a little. He could have a little run, where like if you have. I think back, I think he's a little better in the passing game than Bell yeah, is. M- well, Bell was non-existent in the passing game. I think. Yeah. You know, so we don't have Dave here, and and. And so he doesn't get to participate. But we decided to do our uh, stars of camp um, where we each picked a um, a star of training camp. and He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. And we said that Marquez Calloway was ineligible. So, Andrew, my – Wait, star- Why? Because he because it because it was it's just an obvious pick. Like you got to pick somebody mm-hmm. else. Okay. You, so that was the reasoning. So um, Dave picked Jameis Winston. He's not here. I think that's a good. I think that's a good choice. Uh, Jameis had great days. He had the he had the big Monday night game. I think that's an interesting choice. We talked about Jameis already. My pick though was uh, unvaccinated corner. He was quiet. <laughs> He had the great game against Baltimore. He was he, he he wasn't as he didn't have as big a game against uh the Jaguars, but I still think he had a good enough camp to where I think the Saints are going to put him out there, especially if Crawley's remember Crawley's hurt, he may be back. They think he's going to be back for week 1, but I think I think they want to play Debo. I think he's going to play uh and unvaccinated corner is going to factor big into this theory. I put I you didn't you didn't turn your name in in time so I just guessed on who your name would be, um, <laughs> but Andrew, who is your star of your star of camp? I, I didn't realize I was supposed to turn this in. Sorry, I missed yeah. this somehow. So I had to um, guess. Let's see if I guess. Well, well, as always, you know, I was thinking of three actually, one on each one in each phase of the game. So hopefully, with these three, I'll hit it. Uh, offense, I would have said Juwan Johnson. That's a good He's choice. my guy. That wasn't who I guessed. Uh, defense, I would have said uh, Zach Bond. Yes! Finally turned a corner. And I was going to say uh, punter. I was going to say uh, uh, Blake Gillikin. So it sounds, yeah. like, uh, it sounds like you guessed correctly. I guess Mind you're... bullets, Ralph. Mind bullets. Mind bullets. Mind meld. We're like an old married couple, me and you. I got, bo- <laughs> I got Bond. I got Bond. I'm so predictable. Yeah. That's right. But, there uh, he is. I- Dude, look, the dude learned how to play linebacker. I can't he, believe it. Listen, and, and here's the thing, man. Season, you, you spent all offseason, Ralph, talking about how busty he was. Slandering him. You were, you were re- locked bond. and loaded For to busty call him bond. a bond. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Busty bond. I hated, I hated bond. That's dying the, a quick death. It is dying a quick death. Listen, I am. We need a soundbite about being loud wrong because I hated Bond from the moment Fuck they that. Let's go. <laughs> I hated that pick from the moment they did it because I hate it when the Saints pick a guy and they're like, "All the cool stuff you did in college, forget about all that. You're going to do something completely new." I hate when they do that, but they did it with Bond. They traded up. They wanted to trade up even higher, 
and the light came on for him, and he's exactly what they thought he could be, maybe. So, um, and the thing is with the Saints, they need as much cheap young players as they can get. So I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll eat the L on that. I don't care. Like, you know, this is all distracting from the fact that the real star of camp is Marquez Callaway. Just, I mean, just for the record, the star, he's the he, he's so we're he's clear. the gold. He's going to be the gold. This is the he's the gold standard by all future camp stars will be measured. I think. Do you do you not? Yeah. I mean. Callaway, yeah. he did more. He showed us more in training camp this year than Marcus Colston did in 2006. And Marcus Colston is a Saints Hall of Famer. And we, I, I just want to point out, like we, like think about all the guys we just named uh, and what positions they play. You got. You know, Michael Thomas is out, and receiver's been a huge right. question mark. And, and the best guy in camp is Callaway. That's huge, That's right. right? Huge quarterback. We didn't even know who the starter was going to be, and so the fact that Dave is picking Jameis is 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 a good sign, right, for the team. That's right. At linebacker, we had n- numerous podcasts where we're like, who, "What linebacker does this team have besides Demario Davis?" And we had podcasts where we're like, "Pete, Pete Warner better be awesome." Cause That's that, right. You know, That's every, right. Every, there's no one else. And so now Zach Bond, that's huge, huge that they have a second linebacker that they the, – the fact that Quan Alexander is not a given to start because Zach Bond is playing so well is, is big for this team. And then you, you cut and lose a guy like Thomas Morstead, and I just talked about Blake Gillikin feeling great about punter. So I don't know, man. Like they, These were a lot of question spots on the roster, and, and I feel like they got all these guys we just named are Big time answers for them going into the season. No, it, it it the Saints. Like I said when I listened to that Barnwell podcast from August 11th. I mean the Saints. They we got more positive answers about questions we had than I thought we would get, and that's why I feel uh, great about it. Jason in the chat says Callaway is Adrian Arrington. Adrian Arrington never did. Uh, He's the Adrian Arrington, Emmanuel Butler, Mono, Mono Ojo, and Walter Thomas all rolled into one. Yes, he he's the greatest camp superstar ever. Um, you know, the Saints, they got a ton of answers, good answers. Now, I will say this. Unvaccinated corner, of all the people you just mentioned, Andrew, he's the biggest reach, I think. Like, he did a little bit, and we're just desperate at number two corner to find it, to, to latch on to any, anything at all. But overall, man, the saints, they didn't, you know, knock on wood. They didn't have, uh, any massive injuries in camp. Uh, Peyton Turner sort of disappeared. That's no good, but the saints keep telling us that he'll be back. It's, it's a minor thing. I, 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 each day that passes that he doesn't practice, I get more and more worried, but we'll see about that. Uh, but I just think overall camp, they had a lot of good, they had a lot of good answers, uh, and you know we'll get into we'll get into previews next week when we have Dave and hopefully Kevin back on and we'll preview the season. But uh, I feel way better than I did at the end of camp than I do at the beginning. So as we get to this next topic, Andrew, th- this is the thing that I I I'll be I, I will say this I'll be floored if the Saints announce a major extension while they're in Dallas. But they still have yeah. all this week. A lot of all, distractions going on. Yeah, yeah, all this they have all this week and all next week. But Armstead, 
Lattimore. I feel like they need to get one of them extended because if they don't, they only can franchise tag one person. So I feel like they've got to get one of them done, and then you have Will, you know, then you have Marcus Williams and Lattimore. You want to try to sign all three, but you got to get Armstead or Lattimore. You have to have one of them done. Do you think the Saints have a move to extend one of them before the season starts? Uh, I don't think they have to, no. I mean, I know Lattimore really wants an extension, um, but what is he going to do, sit out? Remember, like, the rules are yeah. such now that guys really can't do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ooh, if they don't like it, if, <laughs> if you don't like it, then take it up with the NFLPA, and that's that's the CBA you signed up for. So, um, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I definitely think that any progress that Mickey Loomis was making, like, he's lost maybe a week, you know, of just, just, just from the distractions alone. Because you know that as soon as a hurricane comes and they got to go into plan B mode and figure out where they're going to be and enact all that. Um, and who knows when they're going to be able to come back to New Orleans now. You know, that's that's a big question. I'm hearing already there's some stuff out there about how long it might take for power to come back in the city. Yeah. So I, I think week one against the Packers, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and we'll have plenty of time to talk about this later. But uh, I think having a game in the Superdome for week one is, is looking questionable at best. Um, so, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot to figure out for the saints right now down to like where they practice. Maybe they'll stay in Dallas for a while, um, where they're going to play their games, where their operations going to be run out of. Um, it's a lot of complicated stuff. They got to cut guys. They got to put waiver claims on guys. Like it's, it's going to be complicated to navigate only, that stuff, you know. The, the one the Saints evacuating to Dallas is terrible because it means we have a hurricane and New Orleans is under the gun again and it's looking ter- it's looking worse and worse for, uh, with Ida by the hour. But also terrible is the Saints being in Dallas. It gives Florio at Pro Football Talk an excuse to say, "Oh, by the way, Sean Payton had dinner with Jerry Jones, and if Mike mm. McCarthy, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. If Mike McCarthy has another bad season, he's going to offer the Saints a second-round pick for Sean Payton. Like you, you know, you know, you know yeah. you, he's got that in the chamber, and he's gonna he's gonna fire that bullet off at like week six when the Cowboys are two and four. He's gonna be like, well, by the way, when the Saints were in done evacuated in Dallas, like Sean Payton and, and Jerry Jones had dinner at some fancy we're seeing house. they were seeing cuddling in the suite yeah, right. <laughs> at cowboys stadium that's right yeah uh, they cuddled they, they the were they were, they were seeing sharing the same bottle of wine that sean payton stole from jerry jones and had a good laugh over it that's um, right. yeah no you're right florio is foaming out of the mouth for that possibility you know uh, the- see it all comes back around he's been using that line for so long it's got to work eventually kind of Ralph Marlbro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. 
Saints Happy Hour needs your support. The Saints are going to have a great 2021 season, but Saints Happy Hour needs more support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. I don't think it hurts the Saints in a sense of, look, I, I know that Loomis can juggle multiple things at once, right, Andrew? They can do the evacuation because they've done it before, so it isn't isn't like they're starting from ground zero. But I do worry about, like, yeah. I saw, you know, on Friday or isn't, Thursday. Isn't it crazy, Ralph? Isn't it insane? Sorry to cut you off, but, like, I, I've just been, like, thinking about this all day. That Breeze came on the heels of Katrina – and this shit happens the year he's gone. It is. To like, the day. It's like, it's, to, the, it's like it, to, the, to the freaking day, man. Like, it's crazy. It's basically, Breeze is like sandwiched in this period in between Katrina and Ida. And it's like, cr- uh, it's, it's just mind-blowing to me, like, just how, that, how it worked out that way. It's, it's, it's crazy. It, it, God, this is not the anniversary for Katrina and the 16th year anniversary. This is not the anniversary that we wanted. Another storm, by the way. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. But, but it, it, I think Mickey Loomis, man, you talk about it. He's got to deal with it. He's got to get the Saints evacuated to Dallas. And, by the way, the NFL, the preseason trade – stuff sort of kicked off earlier than I thought. I thought it would kick off after the third preseason game and it would start maybe tomorrow mm-hmm. or into this week sort of sort of like a bye week before week 1. But no, Andrew, it started on Thursday when we were doing the live stream uh daily show which we did for people on Twitch. I mean, Baltimore traded a corner to New England, Miami traded an offensive lineman uh, tr- you know, traded for an offensive line. Yeah. So they had a bunch of these moves that are going on, and it just complicates Mickey Loomis's life. He's trying to get an evacuation yeah. done, and you're trying to get deals done. Um, you know, I, I joked with Thomas yesterday that I don't think the Saints will do anything with went before they move back, get back to New Orleans, and I just said it with you. But now that I think about it, like, if moves got to get made, they got to get done. Like, if the Saints – if they want a kicker, if they want to find another defensive tackle, whatever yeah. they want to do, you got to get that stuff done. If if the team if the team's willing to move, you know. So. I wonder if you have it. I wonder if you have an advantage being on the Saints right now, where we we had talked about how shoot they could make four or five waiver claims like that might be in play this year. And I just wonder if it's more difficult of an onboarding process right now with them being in Dallas, yeah, and just signing a guy like to a contract and have being able to run their operation normally and bringing a guy, getting his Jersey good. You know what I'm saying? Just like all the little stuff. Like I just, I wonder if like a guy that would normally get claimed, if the saints are now just like, this is too complicated. Let's just roll with Rosas as our kicker, you know, as opposed to going out and getting this guy. It's probably, I don't know. I, I, I just wonder if, 
acquiring new players is going to be a little bit more difficult for the Saints for the next couple I, weeks. I and then they won't just like keep a dude that normally I think maybe if they would. I think if it's close, they'd keep a dude. But yeah. I do think in some spots, they'll be like, I don't care how difficult that shit is, Mickey. I don't care if you got to make it happen. Make it yeah. make it happen. We need another receiver. Make it happen. I need a defensive tackle. Whatever. Um, but I mean, it, but, look, we saw it in the Katrina year. This tests an organization like nothing else. And uh, you know, if God forbid they have like a nomadic existence where where they practice, where you know oh, they have no sense you're, of normalcy. You're, you're, and, and I know Sean. You Payton, can't navigate that, Sean. Yeah. And I know Sean Payton is uh, him and Jim Hazard are not in the same stratosphere. But I don't care. Like that, you, the Saints. That the Saints going nomad. That they won three games at all in 2005 is sort it's of a miracle. Is it was sort of fucking ridiculous. Like how they managed. They started that year. They were two and two in that year. By the way. So, yeah. like, it, that they that they want it all. So let's hope and pray for reasons beyond, way beyond football that Ida doesn't deliver that. But I do think it's a point that you make of it's it's so uh, difficult. And the Saints they solve the problem uh, of with aggression with a, play the soundbite. They 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 solve their problems with aggression. Solve your problems with aggression. And the and the aggression in 2006 was money. They overpaid Breeze ridiculously. They overpaid Fujita ridiculously. Like you know, like Fujita was basically a below average linebacker in the NFL, and the Saints gave him four years, ten million dollars, because they were like, "We want you." And even though you're like barely an average, and he ended up being above average for the Saints, obviously, and and that sort of thing. But that's how they solved it. But this problem, Andrew, like with logistics, it's it's going to be interesting with these trades, and I hope the Saints, you know, Mickey Loomis, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge, and if you need to fill spots, like you you got to do it. Um, can we last... talk? Can we talk? Can we talk for a minute about how the fact that this is happening in New Orleans right now, <laughs> and and Drew Brees happens to be in the Atlanta stadium yeah, right now it's weird it was weird he was given a, a hard a little weird right in New Orleans. and i was like what <laughs> yeah the hell? from the falcon should, stadium yeah he should have signed off what? He, he should have signed off hashtag 28 to 3 forever yeah. and that would have been yeah. funny because the falcons released the tweet so drew you got to do a little bit better job of that it was it yeah. was it I was feel like i've been kind of harsh on drew for a while now we had the whole bracket thing and yeah like, we did i don't know i, I feel <laughs> like i'm always Shading Drew these days, so How was, I don't want to. I, I I completely forgot that he was on the TV tonight, and that that, that NBC. He's had a not game. though. I think he's. I think he's just there. I mean, maybe he did an interview, but I, he I, he's not calling the game. I think he's just there I wonder to if he's learn. Pre, yeah, I wonder if he. But I was wondering if people saw. Was he? Did he do anything on TV tonight? And how was he? Not he that I noticed. Uh, it never, was just Al Michaels we, and Collinsworth. We um, never. So I didn't saw, hear Drew, but maybe maybe at some point. We never he did saw something. Drew. I was I was looking for it. Yeah, we never saw Drew on TV, so it'll be interesting. The other NFL news, dude. The Tennessee Titans, they are the most Rona drenched team, maybe in sports. Like they <laughs> had outbreaks on phone outbreaks last year. They having it again this year with Vrabel and this. And I don't want to get into 
Vax, not Vax. I know, although, although Buffalo's coach was like losing his mind and players finally were just like, okay, these protocols, I'm going to get vaccinated. But like, I don't want to get into that, Andrew. But I, I think the point that I want to make to people is we there's a sense a lot of people like, I got vaccinated, I'm good, it's going to be fine. And like the NFL season is going to go along as normal. We're going to have fans and all that. But like the Rona is still lingering and it's still around and it's still like the wolf at the door kind of, Andrew. And it could still ruin weeks and ruin team seasons. And I think there's a segment of fan base that doesn't realize that. And the Tennessee having their outbreak sort of brought it back to me. It's like, oh, yeah, the Rona is still around and can still ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I can't even think about that right now with a freaking hurricane going on. But uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like my mom didn't evacuate and in, in, in like my COVID, mom, my mom. And like a big part of it was COVID. It was like, I don't want to go in some hotel where like I have to worry about masking That's up it. and all that. And like, so like that, I'm, I'm sure that was a thing for some people, like consideration. But um yeah, what is up with the Titans, though? Seriously. It's weird. It's weird. Like, and, and- that team seems to have, like, I don't know if it's, like, a cultural thing where they're just, like, F it. We, we're not following the rules. But, like, you get fined for that, right? Like, the yeah. NFL has cameras. They pay attention to you. Tennessee they- Rebels. <laughs> I mean, they were going to drop the hammer Something about that football the- team, man. They were going to drop the hammer on the freaking Saints last year, take away picks and all this. And then nothing happened to Tennessee. I, I just feel like Tennessee – like their sloppiness or whatever, like slides under the radar. Like if the if the if drenched the, in Rona, if the Saints were drenched in as much Rona as as Tennessee is, we wouldn't have any twenty two picks left. Yeah, to have. I, I don't know. I I I feel like uh, Tennessee needs to get their HVAC looked at or something. I don't know, man. They're terrible. It's like, well, Tampa had the had the stretch where everybody was getting staph infects in MRSA, and they had to like oh, deep clean yes. the facility. That was a long time ago. But anyway, well, it's just a thing, man. Rona's it, Rona still lingers out there, and it can still de- detonate your entire season. So, so. We did say. I guess it's tr- not appropriate to make the "I wish Tampa would get Mercer all over again" joke. I guess I that's know. that's that's below the belt. I guess I can't I can't Man, say that. I hate Tom Brady so much. I, mean, I know. I just make it. But it, Tom Brady is a, it's at a level where I think like anything that you say that is just grotesquely terrible and that you should never say about another human, I think he's at a level where you can say it and actually get away with it. If you're a Saints I will, fan, I will say this about the, the because the Tampa. Bucks, their Twitter, they they come into my mentions sometimes. I will say, this is my theory of I've never seen a fan base that's so unhappy after winning a Super Bowl like the Bucks Twitter is. And my theory is Tampa Bay Bucks fans, they didn't enjoy their Super Bowl win because the entirety of the world doesn't look on it as the Tampa Bay Bucks won the Super Bowl. They look at it as Tom Brady won his seventh title. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I think that sort of made it less enjoyable for Bucks fans on this some sort of weird level because they are mad and they're like coming into Saints Twitter and they just like, they should be the happiest fan base on earth. They just won the goddamn Super Bowl and they're just not. And 
just totally off subject. Anyway, that's that's my theory on the Bucks. It does it does feel like Tom's title more than Tampa's, doesn't it? A hundred percent. Like yeah. that would have been it would have been that if like Drew had retired and Tom Brady had come to the Saints and the Saints had won this past like, I And mean, it would have felt awful. Nah, I, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Man. I mean, I, I say that. You say it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have taken the Super Bowl title with yeah. Tom Brady, but but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't feel as pure for sure. It doesn't feel it, – it's not that it doesn't feel as pure. It's just people view it as not yours. It's his, you know. But anyway, yeah. we, we didn't do Saints trivia last week, and people got mad. So we did – uh, Saints trivia again this week. And by the way, this this trivia question, this trivia question is ridiculously freaking hard, and it's courtesy of Budridge. So Thomas, Budridge, uh, but Thomas hit the trivia for the people. So it's name the only Saints player with an interception and a touchdown. Uh, that this- doesn't make any sense. Plenty of guys have gotten pick sixes. No, they have, they have uh, an inter. He has a. He has he has <laughs> just an interception, and a touchdown. Like it's not a pick six. Like it's it's. Uh, are you already googling? It's an offensive touchdown. It's an interception. Oh, oh. And a, okay. He it's an interception, and he caught a touchdown. He, and he caught a touchdown pass. Yeah. Um, he just has one of each, or he, he just was able to accomplish both things? He accomplished both things in the same season. And it's uh, – th- this name, you'll never get it. Like, it's – it's I, I didn't even uh, – my, my first guess was going to be Tyrone Hughes. Yeah. Just, um. <laughs> <laughs> What year? 1982. This dude, he's so obscure, I couldn't locate a picture of him on the Googles. <laughs> that's, that's how obscure it is. Should I even bother giving a guess then? No. You should. <laughs> you should. You should. I don't even You have to know, give us like, an answer. You have to give us an like answer. Dave Waymer. People I mean, demand it. People no. demand it. No. Um... The silhouette, huh? the silhouette should tell you that it's a goofy answer. <laughs> they never look at the silhouette. You they know? never look at the silhouette. I, I've probably never heard of this guy, right? I did not know this dude existed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I spent 25 minutes trying to find a picture of him on Google and failed. Thomas, show the answer. Show the answer, you say? Okay. Andrew didn't give us the answer, so we'll get the... <laughs> and the answer is... Bobby Hurley? Bill, oh, Bill Hurley. Hurley. Bill Hurley. <laughs> but I couldn't Why find is there a picture? Pic- That's Bobby Hurley. <laughs> I couldn't find a picture of the dude. So I, we so went with Bobby. Did you put up a picture of Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. I couldn't find a picture. So, sorry, sorry, Bill Hurley's family. I couldn't locate a picture of him on the Googles. And uh, Bud was just saying he Bill, played too. Close enough. Bill Hurley. Close enough. I mean, is is that is he even Caucasian? Is Bill, I mean, he might not be. Hurt. We might even we might <laughs> yeah. we might have we might be 
We we might be lo- wrong. Right? He's a he's a he's a linebacker for the Saints. So so can you explain to me how Bill Hurley scored a touchdown offensively? He caught a pass. I guess he played like jump. It was like jumbo formation or some shit. I could see I could see Bum Phillips playing like eight tight ends and goal line. I could definitely. He oh he scored a he scored a TD on a fake punt pass. Oh yeah, oh, that was dirty. That was one thing about Bum Phillips, even though he's that's, like that's super not offense. That's special teams. Special teams, whatever. That's the one thing about Bum Phillips, even though he was super conservative. Bum Phillips loved trick plays and invented the fumble ruski. So, which so did the punter throw the touchdown pass to him? Hurley is a defensive back. Butteridge says so. He only he only played one year. Uh, who, so who threw the pass? Was it the punter? I guess it was. Yes, been. yes. Oh my God! Do you want to know who threw the pass to him? It's got to be like Guido Merkins. Incorrect. Who was who? Threw, Brian Hansen. Russell Erksleben. Oh was a my 30, God! It was a thirty-nine-yard touchdown pass. Oh my! I need video. Somebody's got to. I got to. Somebody's got to dig. You. If somebody can dig up video of that. I will give you a T-shirt. I'll give you a Saints. That is insane. Like I feel like this is the ultimate argument when people say that Russell Erksleben is awful. You can be like, yeah, but he threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, like, like that could be the trump card. Like, how many kickers slash punters can say they've done that? Yeah, in the league, that that could be a trump card to when for an argument when you argue who's the worst draft pick in Saints history. Like you could say, well, Erksleben threw a touchdown pass. Like that makes him not. Yeah. That is the that is the most Saints thing ever. The bust first round kicker throwing. A so er- Erksleben, uh, he made uh, th- three career field goals in his time with the Saints. He completed two passes. Oh my God! <laughs> and that is the that that is the most Saintsy shit ever. That is, yeah, that's that is. <laughs> that's the best part of the trivia right there. Is that yeah. Erksleben threw the touchdown pass to Hurley. Uh, we have to find video of that, Ralph. We do. Thanks, Budrich. That, uh, yeah, that that's our. Fa- that's my favorite Saints trivia. Budrich, isn't there? Budrich. Isn't there a film like video maker that do- that has? There like, is. Old I don't game, have his information. Like a library anymore. of Saints games. He has every. He's on Saints Report. Maybe I, somebody could find him. And D- I, does he have stuff dating back to the eighties? He has every. Eighty-two. He has every game from nineteen seventy on. I just can't remember his name. Okay. I, I have to. We've go, got. We've got to Thomas. We have own. got to get a clip of Russell Erksleben throwing a touchdown pass to Bill Hurley in <laughs> 1982. We have got to get that on the show. Hey, Tomas, check the timestamp on this. <laughs> Thomas, you you'll uh, you'll go to the executive producer Hall of Fame if you can dig that out. Uh, <laughs> so, Thomas, fire up the music. We got to get to the, We got to get to the questions. I'm looking at YouTube right now to see if I can find this. Uh, uh, uh. Finger gun. Morton Anderson, you you didn't throw a touchdown pass. Nope. I'm just saying. Like Russell Erksleben throwing a touchdown pass is the most shocking thing I've learned 
today. I was today years old. I was today years old when I learned Russell Erksleben threw a touchdown pass. All right, Thomas. What next? Okay, uh, first question from Christmas. Okay, I already forgot how to pronounce it, Ralph. I write. I write. Yeah, Endymion. Yeah. I write in Endymion. Is it time for me to make sure there's room on the lit float for King Quez? 100%. 100%. I mean, we already had said he's the star of the day at camp. I mean, he. We, we weren't allowed to name him as the star of the day in camp. Because, because, he's a, because he was a superstar at camp. We're only naming stars. Uh, he Quez might be too good for Endymion. He might be. He might need to be because in in Endymion, I think they have their own king. I think you only be like a grand marshal of Endymion. He might have to be Bacchus, where he can actually be the king of Bacchus. But quick question, Andrew Mar- Marquez Callaway over under nine hundred yards receiving. Under. I'm gonna go over. Ooh, I like that. I like. Yep. I like. I need. I need on a He's night. He's going like, over a thousand. Hey, Tomas, I'm, check the timestamp on this. Going over a thousand on a night like on a night like tonight. I need all the optimism I can get. What next? Okay. Uh, next question comes from Saint, and it is: uh, What does Jameis have to do to earn a big contract from the Saints halfway through the year? Oh, man, he has to put up Pro Bowl type. Numbers. I mean, th- for the for the Saints to give him a deal midway through the year, the Saints would have to be. Seven and one, and, and he'd I would have to look like Breeze. And I would have to be getting emails from Caesar's Palace wanting me to cash in my Jameis at fifty to one MVP bat ticket early. <laughs> like they'd be like, "Do you want to take? Do you want to just take three grand, Ralph? Do you want to just take it right now?" Like that. And the thing is. I I almost can't see a path towards it, Andrew, because if Jameis was playing that well, he'd be like, I'm not taking your five-year, $150 million deal, Saints. I'm going into free agency, and I'm going to get the DAC money. Like, I, like, So I just I can't see a scenario yeah. where they'd sign him midseason. You know? Yeah, no, I hear you. So uh, what next? Okay, next question comes from uh, Don Checo, and it is pretty long. With several post-cut down moves likely, especially at uh, kicker, at wide receiver, defensive tackle, and tight end, does the cancelled third preseason game now help the Saints because young players they might want back who would have played and shout something to other teams didn't get that chance. That is the lo- longest sentence I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I I think it's a good question. And that was a that was a, a article that Randy Mueller actually wrote on his blog that I, I that I saw because you you were you and Randy Mueller were actually having a conversation on Twitter about it, I think, is that teams do this regularly where they're like, hey, 
And the Saints, actually, they did it with Marcus Colston. They didn't cut him, obviously, and he played. But where they're like, you know what? We've seen enough of this young player in practice or whatever or in one game. We are not going to play him anymore. Uh, and we're going to try to sneak him on to the practice squad. I think... I think it's a good I think it's a good point. The problem for the Saints is um they they have so many holes. Uh I don't think the positions at those positions they would cut anybody that showed them anything. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think it anyone that showed them anything was making this team. Uh they couldn't afford to cut someone that looked really good. Uh, because they wouldn't make it through waivers. And remember, like guys that they cut can still be on the practice squad. Um, mm-hmm. So you look at a guy like Aesop Winston, right, who's, I think, been pretty decent at receiver. Saints kind of like him. Um, th- that's a guy where they look at him and they're like, yeah, he's going to clear waivers. We don't think he's going to get claimed, so let's go ahead and cut him, put him on the practice squad, and it'll be fine. Uh, Trevor Simeon's another guy where maybe the Saints aren't like sold on mm-hmm. Ian Book as the number three just yet, but they can't cut him. Because then a team will claim him, and then he's gone forever. But Simeon might make it through waivers. Where you know, hey, we need, we want four quarterbacks, but Trevor, uh, you know, we we can't risk books, so we're going to risk you instead. And we still want you on the team this year. You'll be our practice squad quarterback. Oh my god! Oh my god! We 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 have uh, we have breaking news. Budrich in the chat said he might have found the touchdown pass of Irv Slayton. Oh, no way. So, so we're just... Wow. So, we might, uh, we might have to see uh, if he posts that. Um, Budrich, if you Send can it get to it, me. Send it to send, me. If he can, yeah. If he can post, if he can get it up, if he can get it up quick. Tag us if you can get it up. And maybe we'll we'll do it before the end of the show. And in the in the meantime, we will get a question from Badrich. I oh, lied, man. Andrew. <laughs> oh, by before the way, the I want I want to like mention he, to people he, he got it he got he got it during the show during the show he got right, the question at the buzzer, huh? At the buzzer. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to mention before we do the question before we get to the question. Thomas did a funny thing. He said. On the live stream, if you're watching on the live stream, you'll see it every now and then. They'll see a sign. It'll say, your logo goes here. If you want to sponsor the best Saints live stream in the world, contact us, and you can be the official sponsor of the Saints live stream, and you could be someone that supports the show even more, gets Thomas paid in extra Vladi Divots. You know, we are doing, we're doing, listen. We're doing the best Saints live stream anywhere. Other people live stream, but they don't have videos. They don't have highlights. They don't have tweets coming up. They don't have the production value that we get because of Thomas in Poland. Uh, so just if you want to be a sponsor of the live show stream, contact us, uh, and maybe it can happen for you. Uh, I feel so- like something is born here, Ralph, where like if we can start to find like ridiculous plays in Saints history, uh, like obviously Eric Slavin throwing a touchdown pass would qualify, but we just have like, if we can find video of it, we, we, we have like a little segment. Yeah. I feel like something's born here. This could be awesome. <laughs> Did he find it though? Hey, check, 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 check this out. Apparently this is Bill Hurley, according to Jason something on the discord. Okay. Okay. He, he you know, Bob, Bobby Hurley he looks like he could be Bobby Hurley's did he, did he find the uh, did he find the highlight though? That's my question. 
Yeah, Badri, send it to me on Discord. Send it to me on Discord. Or yeah. I won't be able to show it. He yeah. said he's about to put it on Twitter, maybe. So we'll see if he comes yeah. through. But uh, yeah, so we'll give we'll give Budrich a little bit of time for that. But just I just want to say again, everybody, that we did this we did this live stream. Thanks for people that uh, the people that joined us uh, at New Orleans. Uh, be safe out there. We're praying for you. Uh, it's been you know Ida's been terrible. Ida is it's awful too. It's just super slow hurricane. It's just not moving. And it's not decreasing, and it, it took forever to go from a Category 4 to a Category 3. It's just annoying as all hell. Um, but, uh, you know, so I guess it's time. Maybe but if Butterich has it, uh, we'll, we'll play it for the uh, for the patrons on Discord. He'll, he'll have it, and we'll play it next week. But uh, we got to get out of here, so I guess, Thomas, hit the Last music. question, last question. Oh, last question. Oh, yeah, you got to do the Butterich <laughs> question. Butterich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And clip but- of the week, you already want to get out. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Butterich. Damn. I apologize. Get, as always. Get to as the always. Last Ignoring his fans. That's right. Get to okay, the, last get to question the... from Badrish. Last question from Badrish, Ralph. Uh, what is more likely, six corners, six receivers, or ten offensive linemen? Andrew, you're Oof, the roster guy. You're the no, roster I mean, they're, guy. they're not keeping ten offensive linemen. I can promise no you way. that. Um, I would say six corners. That feels. I feel like corner is such a question mark that I feel like they would keep a lot just to be like, they're like, I don't know what I got in Grant Haley and, you know, this other guy over here, Deuce Wallace or whatever. So let's keep all, let's keep a bunch of them and let's throw a bunch at the wall and see what sticks kind of thing. So I could see corner maybe being the, um, the one where they keep some extras, especially like if they do waiver claims where let's say they add one or two, but they're just not ready to play quite yet. Uh, Well, they'll keep them on the 53, but they can't play week one because they're not ready. So if I, you know, it's, it's interesting. They, they have, so like they, obviously they didn't play, but like next weekend they're off. So timing wise, like they have a little time to figure all the stuff out. Um, I don't know if this game's going to be played in new Orleans. I highly doubt it. Uh, but they're, they have some time to figure it out. Um, but in the meantime, they got to figure out the roster. They got to go to 53. Uh, they got to maybe make some waiver claims potentially some trades, which we talked about. So, um, but yeah, I still think corner is the biggest question mark on this team. You could say defensive tackle, maybe two, uh, especially with Onyemata getting that suspension. But uh, I would say corner is still, especially with Brian Poole going down. God, that sucks. And Patrick Robinson retiring. Um, corner is, I, I could still see Richard Sherman being brought in. What position do you think? Because in 2006, they did a bunch of churn with the offensive line. They didn't like the offensive line, and they, they just claimed a bunch of dudes straight off the waiver wire after the final cut down and churned it that way. And what was the year where they had the kicking battle and they cut them all and they signed Will Lutz? So what's a position, if you mm-hmm. had to pick – one Andrew that they might just straight up would be like, oh, that's kind of settled, and they just like, oh my God, they just claim two, they just they claim three dudes or they claim five dudes off a waiver, and three of them came through, and two of them are one position. Like, what's one position where you could see them really being willing to churn <laughs> the bottom of the roster? Uh, I could see it being tight end 
until I mean, Juwan Johnson obviously is secure and they'll use him a little bit, but I, I could see it being tight end until Vanette and Troutman come back. And honestly, even when they come back, like they may say, you know what, we're going to keep juggling at tight end. So, uh, tight end, and then I would say definitely defensive tackle and corner. Those are the other two spots. Yeah. So Thomas, before we get out of here, do you, did 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 Budridge? Did he send you the clip? I'm I'm dying. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dying to see. Still this still clip. waiting for it. Ah, still, still so waiting. close. So close. Can can he can you paste it? Can you paste the link in the chat? I guess it's probably a full game. I think yeah. that's the problem. He probably found the full oh, game. Yeah. So he's trying to. He's trying. I don't to know, like... Matt. What you got for us? We'll we'll <laughs> wait a couple seconds here. We'll wait. You got a clip. You got a clip of the week for us, or was that this? I cannot post the clip too large. Clip too large. Mm. But it, it is on Twitter. Oh, he said he's on Twitter. Just let me see. Did you tag? Did he, did he tag us on Twitter? Let me go to. Yes, he did. He sent it to you, Ralph. Your personal account. Oh my God. He found. I'm. I gotta. I gotta get this. I gotta get this. Oh. I gotta get this. I'm watching Tom- it right now. It's amazing, Thomas. He, I, 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 I don't gave, see it. I sent you the clip in the in the chat. But stream it for the people. We gotta we gotta get this up before we get out of here. Yo, <laughs> yeah, the, dude. Uh, Bill. Uh, what's what's his name? Again? Where did Bill? you send it to me, Rob? I didn't see it. In, in the DM. Oh yeah. DM. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. What's oh, this guy? Oh, man, they're going nuts. By the way, the Saints like everyone's dogpiling on this guy. What's his name dude. again? Hardy. A heart, hard. What is his name? Dude, again? he's running. He's breaking free. He, looks, he like, looks quick. He looks quick. He's nimble. And by the way, by the way, we'll get yeah, to the This clip. team would have won more games if they had put Erkslaven uh, at quarterback. Erkslaven has better. He has oh, it better, was against the Falcons. He has. Erkslaven has better pocket presence than Taysom. Like, it is. It is. I mean, look at those terrible Falcons jerseys. I mean, look at look at the he spins off the dude. Like he's one hundred percent down at the one. With instant replay, this would have never stood. I don't know. He is one hundred percent down at the one. That look at how, look how excited the Saints are, dude. They they pulled a fast one on the Falcons. Look at it. Look, this is the greatest thing Erkslaven's ever done in his life. A, look at that. The, is a dime. Look, fake through a. Throws a look at rope. this. Watch Ralph down at. Look at this. Watch the knee. Watch yeah. the knee. He is down right there. He is down. We 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 just did the replay. No, right he's he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he's down. He is down. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's down. Short. Yep. Instant replay would have taken that one off the board. Yeah. So See what? that that's where you're glad that instant replay didn't exist back then because you know what, Eric Slaven would have to re- live the rest of his life having not thrown a touchdown pass in the NFL. Bud Rich MVP. Crazy. Crazy. Bud Rich MVP of tonight's show. From the top rope. Top rope. I, I forgot to mention people can make <laughs> that clips. That is magical. I mean, look, like, obviously, look, we, we needed something. I think this was like Bud Rich, man, coming through clutch and, and delivering for us this gem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have pictured something that would have Giving me more joy. This must have been a late hour de- must have been a late December game because they set up the Sugar Bowl field. 
<laughs> it was the all oh, it, was against the, it was against the Falcons, too. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Just, that, that clip is just amazing. Butterich, you're the, you're the man. Uh, Thomas, hit the music, and we got to get out of here. We know we know what the clip of the week is. What about the clip of the week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> clip of the week. That's what I meant. I wasn't the clip of the week? No, that's the clip of the week, Thomas. No. That's what I said. That, get, that's get the to, clip of the year. This is, a great, this is a great reminder to people. You can edit and create your own clip of the week for the show, and if it's funny, we'll play the best one. Of course, Budrich pulling up the highlight of Erksleben throwing a touchdown. We know what the clip of the week this week will be, but Thomas, play us the clip of the week from the previous show. Might be back for Green Bay, hopefully. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to say. It was about Taysom. Okay, I have one final thought on Taysom. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Just <laughs> pull, yeah, pull it, to, pull it together, my God! He lost it over his own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you gotta play that again. I, I, I gotta, I gotta watch it again. It's so good. Want it again? Okay. Yeah, one more time. One more time. Might be back for Green Bay, hopefully. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to say. It was about Taysom. Okay, I have one final thought on Taysom. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Dave is just... losing his shit. <laughs> pull, yeah, pull, it to, pull it together, my God. He lost it over his own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Errol in Uptown, New Orleans. <laughs> wow. Excellent. Very well done. Thank, congratulations, Errol. I love the freeze frame there, too, of Dave. Yeah. Dave is definitely not making that face in Houston right now. I can no, promise you that. Not. Ten hours it took him to get to Houston. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, all right. That'll wrap it up for tonight. Thanks to everybody for joining us. And by the way, you can make your own clips of the week. Follow us on Twitch. Pound the donate button. If you want to be a sponsor, you can sponsor the live stream. Your logo will go right there. It'll be amazing. Uh, so do that. And yep. everybody. And the, Saint, the Saints won that game, by the way, in 1982 against the Falcons. They won 35-6 to six that day. They they were not going to lose on a day that Russell Wilson no. or sorry Russell Erkslaven Russell Wilson man yeah. you fake slight a, difference I wanna I hope they fake that Ralph punt. can't say anyone's name right <laughs> I hope they fake that punt when they were up twenty eight to seven that would have just been amazing it was four they were up fourteen six that made yeah. it twenty one six so anyway that is a show I hope this show gave. Everyone that's trying to survive out here and hunker down, I hope this gave you a little bit of hour or so, hour and 20 minutes joy and just kept your mind off things and maybe later in the week as well if you're listening to it later. But we're praying for you. We're thinking of family and friends that are trying to deal with Vida. We're thinking of you always. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us. Remember, kids, don't shoot your dick off. Until next week, the bar is closed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. 
Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.